together, and she talked about everything, and he answered her questions, and he often told her, Someday, my beautiful girl, all the boys in Byblos will come to me, saying, I don't want a picture, I want that little girl of yours. And I'll say, You can't have her, she's my little girl forever. I'll be big then, Papa. Always my little girl, no matter how big you get, he said. And then one day, the king's men rode hard through the market, and a man pulled his heavily loaded donkey out of the way, not seeing that Bilhah and her father were beside the animal. Bilhah tried to dodge out of the way, but she bumped into the wall of a house, and the donkey bumped her from the other side, and she couldn't find a way past the donkey's legs because it was stamping and snorting. And then she felt her father pulling her away, yelling at the donkey man, Then the donkey lurched again, and Papa stopped yelling, and after a couple of minutes his fingers let go of her, and when the donkey moved away from the wall, Papa fell down. The donkey man never saw what he did. Papa lay there, dead, in the street, and people stepped over him while Bilhah cried, until finally along came a man who knew them. He was a man that Papa had once taught to work the tile, but he had no talent for it, and now he made harnesses for animals. But he still knew Papa, and he said to her, Can you hold to my robe while I carry your Papa back to the house? Of course she could. She was ten years old. She wasn't a baby anymore. Couldn't he see that? She wasn't crying like a little lost baby. She was crying because her Papa was dead, saving her from the stupid donkey, crushed and broken against a wall by the donkey's load, Wasn't that a good cause to cry? The friend picked up Papa's body and carried him back to their little house, Bilha clinging to his robe the whole way. She watched as the man laid Papa on the bed and covered him so gently. What will happen now? she asked him. She meant, what will happen to Papa? But he answered her as if she meant, what will happen to me? I know your father has a cousin who works for a man in Haran. But Haran is far from the sea, and Uncle No isn't a free man. He ran into debt, and when he couldn't pay, he sold himself, and now he's a servant. I know, said the man. If I go live with him, then I won't be the daughter of a free man. I'll be in the house of a servant, and I'll have to be a servant, too. That's if you're lucky, said the man. What if the master says, no? We've got no room for a little girl like this. Only then did Bilha realize that with no father, with no mother, she would belong to a stranger and become what that stranger was. A cousin she had never met, but only heard Papa and Mama talk about him years ago, clucking their tongues and tugging at their clothing to show their grief for the poor man sold himself into slavery to pay his debts and now she would have to share his lot. No, she said. Yes, said the friend. You don't know, Bilhah, but in this city, a girl like you, with no family, your life would be terrible and short. You be my family, she said. I can't, he said. I'm only a harness maker and no kin of yours. Marry me, said Bilhah. Like my father married my mother, and then waited for her to grow up. Papa says, I look like Mama, I'll grow up to be beautiful like her. I can't, said the man. 
Look, she said, and ran to the corner of the workroom and pulled and pulled at the big basket of tile chips until the man finally helped her move it, and then dug in the floor under the spot where it had been until she found all of Papa's money, the precious coins that he always told her would be her dowry. Here, she said, my dowry. You take it and marry me and let me stay in Byblos. Don't make me go be a slave among herdsmen. No, said the man. No, that money isn't for your husband. A beautiful girl like you, men will someday pay a bride price for you, and not a small one. That money is your own, to take into your marriage so your husband will never have power over you. No one will pay a bride price for a servant girl. They will for you, the man said. But let me take these four coins to pay for the burying of your father.